Hi, I'm Sean, and you're watching Journey to the Hills. This podcast is all about entrepreneurship and documenting my journey to success. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow my socials at Sean Mori on Instagram and Twitter. That is S-E-A-N-M-O-U-R-E-Y. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another podcast, guys. I'm your host, Sean Mori, and you're listening to Journey to the Hills. I'm joined by the one and only Mikey Cass. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Mikey, if you just want to introduce yourself, I mean, if they don't know are you already and just shout out your socials and stuff like that. And then we'll yeah, right man. Into- I mean, I'm not going to plug myself too much, but if you see my name, if you, you know, feel free to look it up. But, um, you know, been in e-commerce for about four years now, drop shipping, um, you know, basically for four years. And all I'll say is, you know, I, I, uh, I know the name of this podcast is Journey to the Hills and literally like. I just want to say before I get this started, the Hills was the freaking mission. Anyone in my high school knew me as like Mr. Hollywood Hills exactly. before I even like I was a freshman and everyone's like, yo, Mikey Hollywood Hills, like even before I moved there. So and I'm not necessarily before we get this podcast started. It's not necessarily about living in the hills, you know, of Los Angeles, but it's, it's the grind, that. the person, exactly. the person you need to become, because the habits that I have today are not the same habits I have before I lived in the hills, you know, so it's all about transforming your life and just living in LA, you know, LA being the mission, the hills being the mission is just part of it. So let's freaking get it, bro. It's all the lifestyle. It's just the, yeah, it's the lifestyle. The hills is not necessarily just Hollywood Hills. It's just that prestige that you're like, everyone's trying to get to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's a symbolism for like the good life, the person you have to become, you know, exactly. the people, the people that live there, my neighbors, you know, my neighbors, inspire me so anyways let's get this going bro let's get this podcast rolling so um i mean i know you were on scott's podcast and you kind of explained your story i don't think uh we want to go too like that long on the story and whatever because i got other (laughs) stuff to talk about but i mean if you just want to like go over your story for like 15 20 minutes and i'll just ask as long as you go like just try to plug in different things that you didn't say like you haven't mentioned yet and i'll just ask questions based upon that Okay, perfect. Long story short, in short form, maybe being 10, 20 minutes, we'll see what we can do, is 15 years old, uh, got like, uh, sorry, 9 million views um, in YouTube in like a month or two, made like 10K from it. I know my sequence kind of shit. Yeah, off the climb videos. Um, So bought a boosted board, a drone, and then I also bought Ty Lopez's course because I got hit with his ad here in my garage after making that money because, you know, I was obviously – in like the internet marketing game all of a sudden because you know adsense so it got targeted and that thing changed my life got me in his social media marketing and i remember that was my first time that like my parents were chill with me making money from youtube and my mom had no problem signing me up with adsense but mm-hmm. when it came to buying Ty Lopez's course, she's like, oh, this is like a scam but like i forced her like i was like you know this is my money like this is my passion and i was like 15 at the time you know ty be finessing the 15 year olds too for you know 697 <laughs> Um, yeah, so I bought his course and like, I was calling up everybody, but I was like, you know, I was 15 years old and like, sure you can make it work, but I didn't have that true entrepreneurial mindset that, you know, uh, Hollywood Hills resident has now, I'm just playing, uh, <laughs> but, um, no, nah, but for real, so I just basically just quit on that, but I was in the game of like learning all about different types of businesses and drop shipping and, you know, uh, so I basically got into drop shipping and long story short, like 15, 16 years old. Uh, I think at 16, I had my first 10K month selling 3D hoodies. I was advertising with Supreme Patty. Shout out Supreme Patty. 
been with him since the come up. Um, also, shout out Luca Nets, by the way, because he has been too. And That's I met the them. Wizard. I mean, obviously, I'm friends with him now, but like, even right when yeah. he first started blowing up with Patty, I met him in LA. Uh, it was kind of a coincidence. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, bro. Back in like 2017 or 18, like back when like they just started coming up, you know, on the grind, making money. So, and like now, yeah, like Luca's I'm driving in the hills, like literally, bro, literally, like I was driving in the hills, bro, like. Um, and I, I just see like Luca. It's like crazy because I'm just like even walking in the hills too. I've seen Luca just driving past, and we're homeboys now. But um, yeah. So anyways, did that 10k month. Uh, my mom was pretty chill about it. Um, she made me have like a meeting with like a lawyer or something um, because like they mm. want to make sure I'm doing this all correct. And before I also get into the story, I want to say nothing was actually beef um, in this between me and my parents. It was more of just like kind of like a funny thing. That like my parents just wanted, you know, very typical. They wanted me to, you know, go to school all Stay this. School. And they knew like I was yeah. always that troublemaker, Safe you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was always that troublemaker. So they were just always, you know, worried for me. Like even when I moved to LA and I had like cops and stuff looking for me. Same thing with I my mean, like, mom. It's just, exactly. just the parents thing. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like who wouldn't be worried like a 17 year old? Exactly. About to turn 19 now. But yeah, so did that 10K month. Basically, for three, four more months, didn't make any money until I paid my boy uh, Abe at online on Instagram for mentorship. I paid him $500, and then my mom found out because I was doing business under her. And then she basically, like, sent this whole thing to Abe, and then she's like, Abe, like, you finessed my kid out of, yeah, $500 for a fake scam mentorship. And I basically, like, she charged back or something. And then Abe was like, bro, what? (laughs) And then um, uh, he actually gave me a winning product. He's like, yo, test this out. And I started making money from it. Uh, I was doing like a couple hundred dollars a day. It only lasted like two, three weeks. But then I convinced my I mean, mom, like, yo, look, this mentorship's like worth it and everything like that. And then basically she, you know, got rid of the dispute or the case or whatever, sent it back to him. And then we were chilling. It died out. Didn't have any more success for a couple more months. And I think this was sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> and then I think I didn't have any more success until May of 2018, I believe. The summer mm-hmm. of 2018, May. Um, I was in high school. It was two weeks before, or sorry, a month before finals. And what grade were you in at that? I was like, I was a junior, eleventh grade. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I was in eleventh. Um, okay. Or it was like a yeah yeah eleventh grade. And basically, uh, my boy hit me up and he's like, "Yo, I have this product. I'm spending a hundred dollars a day on ads in a group chat, but um, and I'm making like fifteen hundred in. Uh, he was making like fifteen hundred dollars a day off like a hundred dollar ad spend, like crazy ROAS." And obviously it was a while ago. There wasn't, I mean, there was still a lot of competition. There is but, not that competition. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, like yeah. today. I mean, you, can, you can still get, you can still get those numbers. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. With perfect um, targeting and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's but, not um, what it used to be. Exactly. But he just, uh, yeah. So we basically, I was like, yeah, bro. Like I know how to do ads. I was basically like capping to him. Uh, mm-hmm. and I basically got that opportunity and we scaled that sort of like 30 K in a week, Like we were doing about like 4 K a day. So I think 30 K in like two weeks or something. I remember it was like from May 1st to the 16th, uh, we did like 30K and it was going into my mom's bank account. And obviously she was like, I don't have a good feeling about this. And like, she kept looking at the product description and she's like, oh, add this to the product description, make it like this, like always wanting to almost like shut it down because she saw like I was grinding. I was probably like two years in at this point or like like Mm -hmm. a year in, like two years. And you know, she saw it starting like to work and she got kind of scared. Exactly, yeah. bro, because it was journey yeah, exactly to the hills. Yeah, exactly, my mom, but I mean, it's just knew. embarrassing. Exactly, bro, like, it was a journey to the hills and my parents knew because I literally wrote it on the wall, Hollywood Hills, and I also wrote 1600 Vine Street um, because that was my original plan when I first moved to LA. 
but I basically just went straight to the motherfucking hills, baby. <laughs> Dude, see how straight I get all hyper hills. all of a sudden? Exactly. I get super hyper when I talk about things that I'm hyped about. This is like my passion, so I gotta yeah, slow gotta down a little bit. The hype stuff. I mean, yeah. So, uh, I guess do you wanna? Do you still have like struggles with your parents? You guys cool and stuff now? Yeah, no, we're chilling. It was the only thing was like when I was 17. The big thing is oh, that, like, when that whole thing LA. came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I moved to LA without like kind of telling them or like they didn't know I was really moving to LA. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was chilling. Right when I turned 18, we went to Puerto Rico um, with them and like my aunt, cousin, grandma and all that stuff. So yeah, we're chilling now. I'm 18, turning 19 in like a week or two. So I'm basically free to do whatever I'm, you know, I'm free to yeah, do Yeah, last year on your birthday, you climbed the Hollywood sign, right? Correct, bro. It was in the freaking yeah. hills, baby. In the hills. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you before, uh, before like e-commerce and that whole entrepreneurship. What was your uh, like main goal? Like, what were, what was your plan after high school? Like, what did you want to do before this whole stuff happened? It's a good question, bro. So, I mean, on a bigger scale of things, looking at the yeah. life, I I always knew like I wanted to do something for sure. I wasn't gonna be. This is like something big. When I was around six. Not the average Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I knew I wanted to do something, not in like a ego high ego way, but like I wanted to be a pro skater. Um, or like, and then after being a pro skater, cause I've been skating my whole life, I kind of wanted to be like a movie producer or like a video, uh, music video producer. And then after that, I was low key on some corporate shit. I started building drones and I was like, Ooh, I want to be an engineer and go to MIT. But that was only for like a year or two. And then after that is like when I wanted to become a YouTuber, I wanted to become, um, like a YouTuber, like an online personality in a sense. Um, yeah, basically like an online personality. And then from there it went to, um, more of like a business type. And then I, you know, so they got into like the, I wanted to be a YouTuber and then it got into business and, um, got yeah, it. it's, it's basically so it was just of, a mix of things, but it was just, it was always kind of leading to the entrepreneurial sort of like, path. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I never yeah. saw myself as like, dude, I'm going to be a corporate data financial analysis that like fucking Oracle, you know? Yeah, so. making sixty grand a year, staring at a computer, staring at a computer in a cubicle all day. True. No way. Bueno. Gonna pay me even if it was a hundred k a month doing that. Yeah, it's just a. I don't know. I guess it's just kind of. It's kind of just taught down to like live that kind of lifestyle. I don't know how people do it, but honestly, bro, it's whether even if it's a a cubicle in these ten years or it's something, there's always gonna be a norm, and it's like as a society, we can't really, we can't um necessarily get rid of a norm right because it's there's there has to be some sort of normal and the, the human oh yeah for naturally sure if there's no normal then everyone's going to be exceptional yeah yeah exactly so yeah. i'm not blaming i don't i i used oh, to no, for sure i used to kind of like not judge but like i always used to try to persuade people and try to persuade i had that you know, phase friends parents, family sure. yeah whatever like dude why don't you guys just become entrepreneur or my parents do have some entrepreneur things but like other people and but it's just i realized like true successful people they're content, like they're secure with who they are. And I don't go out of my way to try to bash anyone's ambitions. I realize everyone's different. Everyone's on their own oh, grind yeah. and the real, you know, boss shit to do is just be on your own grind, focus on yourself. Um, but you know, obviously if you see someone going down a negative path, then you can go ahead and help them. Definitely help but them. You don't ever yeah. want to drag a man through their feet, drag a man by his feet. So, yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about uh, the run, how, you know, with the planes and private investigators and stuff? Do you want to go over that a little bit? Yeah, bro. Um, so basically back to the um, 30K in like two weeks or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, my mom was like super picky. This is around the time we met the lawyers also. 
um, just to like make sure the website's compliant or I don't even know why we went, honestly. Um, it was in Bressy Ranch in Carlsbad, if you guys know where that is. Bressy Ranch. They literally had the lawyers or I went to some lawyer office in Palomar. But um, yeah, basically went there. Um, and then a week later, my mom's like, I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, cause I think I was, I was ordering a lot of stock, right? I was ordering a lot of product and it cost like, we put like $5,000 on my mom card cause they blocked our business card for whatever reason. Cause I guess it was a new account, you know, a lot of spending. So they like blocked the payment. So I think, uh, Alipay did like on the AliExpress side of things. Cause I was using yeah. AliExpress to pay my supplier. Um, and then, so my mom's like, the, you know, there's money now going to a personal account and I, I had to charge your personal and like wire 5k and she's like you know i don't have a good feeling about this um i think you should just focus on school buddy cubicle life is for you now she didn't necessarily say that but like <laughs> she was like you know you got to focus on um school you got to be realistic this is like you're only 16 or 17 i think i was at the time or no this is like 16 i think something like that because my birthday would be around a month time. or two yeah but yeah. anyways she shut it down refunded 30 bands in the bank um Jeez. you know shout out shout out chase bank but she refunded it but at the end of the day like it was the skill that i acquired you know scaling those ads and doing that so i wasn't really pissed and uh she basically did that but i still had the card that she gave me with five bands on it um <laughs> i don't know i'm saying bands but uh see i'm just getting very hyped i gotta slow down people always think Stay i'm hyped. on people people think i'm always on like adderall and stuff i've never done adderall <laughs> or i've never done it but like no nah, he's I, just I, on eight bangs a day <laughs> I just get hyped when I talk about this, but, um, yeah, essentially, uh, I was like, dude, screw this. She just shut it down. I have my best friend, Isaiah, um, uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We were on the come up on YouTube together. This is like five years ago, six years ago, or probably like five years ago. Um, and he's the one, you know, how we made like 10 K in a month. He made like 15 K or something. Oh, he was with the con video, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he started that too. And, I, and we started drop shipping together. I was like, yo, but I saw this ad from this guy called Ty Lopez. And then we started to grind together. We basically sell an iPhone case, basically trapping iPhone cases on Alibaba. Um, but yeah, we basically just did that. And like, and I was like, dude, we've never met before. We met online, right? Um, and um, what's it called? Sorry, my, my brain is like racing through a million thoughts. I'm just so hyped over this. But um, AI, you know? Shit. Wait, where where was yeah. I even at, bro? Uh, you were oh, at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically told yeah, Isaiah. I was like, dude, my mom just refunded all this. My business partner was like, dude, he was like freaking out. Or he was not like freaking out, but he's like, yo, what is your mom doing? And like, obviously, I don't blame her. You know, she wanted me to focus on school. And then my business partner, you know, he was like sixteen two at the time. His mom was like, yeah, it's kind of like crazy, I guess. Like, you guys deal with it. So I was like, dude, I got five k on this card, and I have this literally recorded on a GoPro on video. And I literally booked it off of Expedia, I think, or actually Delta.com. I booked a flight, and I was like, bro, I'm gonna go see you in Grand Rapids. I'm not gonna tell my mom. I'm not gonna tell my dad. I literally have finals. It was like a Saturday, I think. Um, and we had finals starting on Monday because this is like May or like June at this point. Yeah, actually, final season. Running a bit. Yeah. yeah. So final season coming up, and then um, I basically just um booked the flight. I went and I told my mom like, yo, I'm at a birthday party, so I'm gonna be gone for the whole day. And she bought like a card and everything. And I was using a high school checking account on my Uber account because I used to like Uber home from school because my parents would be at mm -hmm. work, you know, grinding. Um, and then. She basically saw like it, it gave like an alert because I had an alert on my high school checking account if it went below fifty dollars because I would just keep like fifty dollars on it. My mom would just like refill it if I needed food or something. And she saw an yeah. alert and it, it it went down like forty dollars or something. And she's like, 
oh, or there was like a charge for forty dollars on an Uber from my house in Carlsbad, California, to San, downtown San Diego. It doesn't take forty bucks to go home. Yeah, yeah. she's like, yo, it doesn't take forty dollars. Red to flag house. I know where he lives. And then I was like, nah, like it's like an Uber surge, you know, and the price increases two point five times. They weren't buying it. They're basically like calling me in the Uber as it's going to the airport. And I was trying to downplay it so the Uber driver wouldn't be like sus. My mom was like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to the birthday. Don't worry. And then low key, um, I just told my parents, I was like, now both my parents were on it. I was just like, yeah, I'm actually going to an e-commerce convention in downtown San Diego. Like, I know you guys don't really like e-commerce because, um, because like, obviously, you know, what just happened like last week, you guys shut it down refunded all the customers with Stripe and PayPal. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we would have supported you. It's fine. You could have just told us and we would have driven you. Um, and then for some reason, my dad still wasn't buying it. So he basically, uh, I think they like called up Uber or something. All I remember is I removed my SIM card at one point because my parents could like track me and stuff through my SIM. Um, so I removed my SIM card because I was still on like a family plan. Um, so I removed my SIM card at one point, but I also connected to the airport Wi-Fi. But I think the last thing, yeah, yeah, this is it. The last thing I remember or the last message that I got before I removed my SIM card was a photo of like, I don't know how they got it, but I think they called up Uber and it was like a screenshot of my location or a location of the Uber. And it was right in front of the airport. And, like, uh. the and then they're like, what are you doing at the airport? Like, we're going to call cops. We're going to find you. Um, basically went through security without any Wi-Fi. Right when I got to my gate, I turned on Wi-Fi. Um, and I think I might've turned on my SIM card too. I'm not too sure because um, basically it was like, oh, the cops are coming to our house. And the last text I got was like, cause it was a green text. I remember that. So I like, obviously I, I would have had to have my SIM card. I think I plugged it in right before I went on my flight just to see if yeah. I got any last messages. And it was like, um, this is the Carlsbad, like where I'm from. This is the Carlsbad police department. Where are you? And I didn't respond. And they didn't even have iPhones. Literally. Yeah, I guess buddy <laughs> from an or something. No, I'm playing, but it's all good. Um, and then, yeah, literally, I took off on that freaking 787 Boeing, baby. I was in the sky, and um, yeah, right when I landed, they said on the intercom, like, usually, you know, usually the guys talking stuff, so I wasn't really too worried. Mm -hmm. But he was like, um, he was like, oh, we're gonna have a customer assistance. Like, if everyone can stay seated when we pull up to the gate, that'd be great. Literally, two cops come on board, and I was like, um, okay, I didn't really think too much of it. And I was I was sitting in like 13A, I believe. I, I remember, I remember 13A. Um, it was like a window, seat and I was next to some old dude. Uh, but there was like middle seat was empty. They walked straight past me, the cops, two cops, and then they went all the way to the back of the plane. And I was like, phew, I'm so good. Uh, or like I'm I'm chilling, you know, nothing to worry about. Journey to the hills, baby. I'm gonna be in the hills soon. Um, <laughs> and then basically the freaking flight attendant lady was like, uh, oh, officers, he's sitting right here. And they basically got me, and they're like, come hey, with she's us. Ratting you out. Yeah, literally, they took me onto the sky bridge, and then she's like, "Is your name John something?" Or like, she's she had like a wrong name, and I was like, "No," and, and then I was like, "She's like, what's your name?" And I told my name, so I think it was like a way of like testing like what my name actually is, um, yeah. some psychological trick. So they basically did that. They got me, and then they took me onto the tarmac of the airport, um, and the, there was like two cop cars waiting out there for like one for each of the cops. Uh, they basically it was like right beside the plane, and they literally dragged me on or put me in the cop car drove me to the police station in the Atlanta airport, Hartsfield Jackson. I met my aunt because um, that, that was my connection. Um, it was in Atlanta, and I strategically did that. There were no direct flights from San Diego to Grand Rapids. So I just, in case. just to know, like, yeah, exactly. If my parents were to do something um, and interfere with this or catch on, then I would have somewhere to go. Because otherwise, it, need, it was going to be in Chicago, I think. 
Um, and like, you know, where would I stay? Where would cops put me for a night? You know, I'm not trying to go to jail or something. Um, so yeah, I basically did that. I basically just flew back to my house under the agreement that with my dad, um, they would let me run a Shopify store under my dad's name this time. Cause he was more chill about this business thing and he was fine. With See, my dad's more. way more chill than my mom. Completely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Dude, like night and day difference. But anyways, yeah, exactly. So yeah, basically did that, came back. Um, under the agreement, I did my finals. I was already at a 0.8 GPA. Um, I think I might have a photo of it somewhere or something. Um, I had a 0.8 GPA in all my classes because I knew I was dedicated to the Hills. Everyone knew me as Mr. Hills in my high school. So shout out Sage Creek High School, Bobcats, Carlsbad, California, baby. But um, yeah, it was Journey to the Hills. And I, I basically just, for like on the Scantrons for all my finals, I just put like A as like, like so the, let's say there was like 80 questions. I just put A for all of them. And then, you know, I was, yeah, I was failing all my classes, so there's no point. Um, and then basically uh, for my birthday, July 28th. So school mm -hmm. ended like June 16th. And then I guess my dad was like, oh, yeah, like for your birthday, July 28th, um, you'll get an LLC. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I got a fucking LLC for my birthday. For your birthday. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, got my LLC like a month later, month and a half later. For my birthday, ran it up to like 50K in two weeks. We got like a chargeback and I was using Wells Fargo Merchant Services. They sent a letter in the mail to my house. My mom read the domain and, you know, technically she's my mom. She called up Shopify. She was against this because they knew I was going to move to LA and I wasn't going to go to, I wasn't going to go to college like everyone else. And my parents were like, why don't you just be like everyone else? Once, like my parents were like under the impression of like, uh, like once again, no beef or anything. It's just how mass thinking unfortunately is. And, you know, obviously they're my parents. I'm not going to betray them or anything, but sometimes mm -hmm. you gotta, you know, you gotta listen to other people other than your parents. And my parents are more understanding of it now, but they're like, Oh, like when you're not making any, when you, when you are like a high school dropout and you're not making any money, um, or like, even if you just don't have a college degree or a high school diploma, mm -hmm. none of your friends are going to talk to you. And obviously I still talk to them. They literally come to my parties in the Hills. Uh, but they're like, no one's going to talk to you and stuff like that. So my mom called a Shopify, shut down the store. Um, basically once the store shut down, I had a whole bunch of unfulfilled orders, a whole bunch of people charged back. My dad thought I was running a freaking Ponzi scheme. He was like, you little Mikey Belfort, what are you fucking doing? Um, and then uh, I basically changed that LLC. I called up LegalZoom. I got a new operating agreement to change it under my friend who is 18 or who was 18 at the time. You know, now we're both above the age of 18. But uh, basically started running it up under my friend. A couple months later, I got a payment processor that was going to accept me because I was on a banned payment processor list due to what happened with my parents. And I got a whole bunch of chargebacks with unfulfilled orders. Um, ran it up to like 600K in four months. I told my parents, hey, I'm making 100K a month. I'm moving to the freaking hills, baby. Um, cause this guy on Instagram, um, 100K was profit like, or hundred K sales, hundred K gross. I was doing like under and over a hundred K just a hundred K average. Um, what was profit margins? Like, like 30, not 35 to 50. It was like, you oh, know, 55 some days. Right. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Um, honestly, yeah. Long story short, you know, I was, I slowly started doing the things I was dreaming of. It really popped off February. I think it was February 16th. Um, it was literally while everyone was in school. It was supposed to be my senior year. I went to a charter high school, but I slowly started ditching. I literally finally got my license because my parents knew I was going to drive to LA every single day if I got my license at 16 because I literally mm -hmm. told them that while I was in high school. I was like, I was going to ditch high school and just drive to LA. So I got my license at 17, like a year, a year and a half later. Um, and I was literally halfway driving a charter school. And one day I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this bullshit. 
this is some stupid ass shit because especially in the charter school it's not the brightest people there and i was basically like what am i doing here um i think at this point i was either making money or no i wasn't making money at this point like literally like i was so confident in my goals and myself and my dreams that i'm not saying this is the necessarily the smartest thing to do but i wasn't making any money but i was one day literally driving i was right by um this resort in uh Carlsbad and I'm like you know what fuck this shit made a u-turn went back to my house and that was the last day I went to school I mean I technically I guess the day before was you know the last day I went to school but basically did that my Shopify store started popping off and I was so close to LA you know I was 100 miles away from LA so I would occasionally make up I would make trips up there and then I would get like an Airbnb in the hills um and once again I'm not necessarily saying like this stuff is like you know the the things you should strive for yeah yeah, I'm not saying it's the things you should strive for but you know I was having fun I, I was definitely some things that yeah. I, yeah, I was dreaming of. And then May comes around. My boy posts on Instagram, yeah, who's trying to get this house in the hills. I got the lease. Um, I just need another roommate. And I was like, bro, I'm down. Wired him the money. I moved. I told my parents I'm making 100K a month now. Um, just, you know, doing business. Um, I'm still doing it. I'm not doing it under you guys. Don't worry. But I'm making 100K a month. I don't know if you hear that. I'm currently in Turkey, Istanbul, if you're watching this. So there's some crazy people like partying i guess but um yeah oh yeah i told them making 100k a month i'm moving to la next week or in like two weeks they don't believe me they thought i was lying so i literally just packed my bags up got an uber from san diego um literally within like two three day time uh like window or whatever and uh moved to la my parents didn't believe me i think i moved on a friday my dad was like by sunday we're gonna have you with cops and we're gonna take you back because i mean trust me any parent would do this and i'm not they're not bad parents they're good parents for doing this because any 17 year old and i was was, yeah i was always the one i was always the one is like known as the troublemaker like think about it you know i dropped out of high school i was like you know i was a troublemaker and i'm always doing crazy shit like climb the hollywood sign so they were like the only way we're gonna possibly find you is if we call the cops or something like we need to get you but like i I wasn't trying to do it to you know diss them or anything it was genuinely just my dream exactly because i came this far bro i dropped out of high school for literally yeah a lot of people from sophomore to junior year my gpa is complete trash there's no going back with that i'm so far into my future and my dreams and like stuff that i actually want to do for me to like go back down the corporate route like I just, I'm, unfortunately, you guys are my parents, but I can't listen to you right now. I can't Hello? become the engineer you guys want me to be. I can't become the doctor you want me to be because I'm, I'm just so far, you know. This is like literally my dream. Um, but I might feel like very high pressure situation right now. But don't worry. In a couple years, when I'm 20, 25, 30, you're gonna look back on this and like you're gonna be fine. You're gonna understand that this is the hustle, baby. And I'm on stage. Thank you for the freaking Grammy. Now I'm playing, but. Um, no, but for real, that was basically my mentality. I was like, you might hate me now for doing this, but um, I think you're – yeah, no, you're good. It just cut out. Yeah, it cut out for like a solid 30 seconds. Wi-Fi in Mexico, garbage. Yeah, you're all good, bro. Is it recording? Yeah, yeah, it's still going. I didn't stop it. Okay. Um. Yeah, can yeah. you hear me? Or... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So okay. basically – yeah, so basically, um, essentially, yeah, it's moved, and that was the thing. And they said by Sunday, we're going to have cops um, at the house pick you up, take you back to San Diego. You're going to finish up high school. But, um, you know, I didn't uh, – what's it called? I never want – they never caught me, essentially. I didn't post on social media where I'm at. I removed my SIM card and everything. And, 
yeah, basically that was it for the next couple months. That's Long story, story short, sometimes sometimes I was going through airports. I went to visit my boy Ishan in Phoenix, and cops got me uh, when I was. And then basically they like made sure I got onto my flight back to LA. My parents were gonna meet me with other cops. My flight landed like ten minutes early. No cops saw you me. Dipped. Yeah, and basically I just get back to the motherfucking hills. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would just like completely give up and stop after like two of those things happen. Like after yeah. like your parents start deterring him. And I mean, it's all persistency and you basically made it to the hills because you stayed persistent. You didn't let that thing get in your way. Exactly, bro. So yeah. It's all right. I always looked at it as like a story, bro. It's always the hustle. And like over this podcast, I'm saying some things that just like I try to like make it funny, I guess. But like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like you have to look at your story. You have to look at your life as like a story. And by the time you're 30, 40, 50, um, you, you'll be able to tell this badass story. Like when my mom refunded $30,000 worth of orders and gross sales, I wasn't necessarily pissed because now I can look back. I'm turning 19 in like a week or two. And I can be like, I can tell you this crazy story now over this podcast. You wouldn't interview me for this podcast if my story was boring. Especially, I'm only 18 turning 19. Now imagine once I'm 30, 40, 50. And you're not I'm even like a fifth done with your life. Exactly, but I'm still creating yeah. a story. So that's why I don't look at anything as bad. I was just telling a guy over a call earlier. He's just like, like man, I feel like, I feel like my be. life is so bad. Like my car keeps breaking down. I'm like, bro, that's a story. This is a story that you can say that you came from this position. You came from here. Like you want to be born rich and then you want to tell a story like that, like have fun getting anyone's interest um, or appealing to anyone uh, when there's no peaks and valleys within your story, you know? Yeah. So, all right. I mean, that's probably the best story you'll ever hear about, you know, the grind to the hills. That's just a little, that's just a little bit of it too. Yeah, I mean, if you guys definitely want to go like hear the whole story, there's an hour and a half podcast with Scott Hilsey. If you guys want to check that out, amazing podcast, right. by the way. So I guess now I'm just gonna ask you just like some questions and stuff. And uh, towards the end, if you have any questions for me, just ask them then. And then yeah, that should end it off. I got a lot of questions though. Uh, so All right. Hey, you want me to? Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, perfect, you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's your opinion on uh, momentary happiness and like, you know, like people drinking all day and like they don't do anything productive compared to, um, I guess, just fulfilling happiness, okay. like studying, um, reading and working and stuff like that? Yeah. So I had a video on this in my course and I'm not like a neuroscientist. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a thing called dopamine, dopamine for serotonin. Dopamine's released anytime, I guess, you're drinking. I guess like some of the memories you can have while you're drinking – uh, getting high, doing drugs, eating junk food, doing a lot of, you know, momentary happiness, essentially. Yeah. But what you're doing is um, you should be striving for, like, serotonin more. Um, like, once again, I'm not a neuroscientist. Longevity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like true long-term fulfilling happiness um, rather than chasing momentary highs and then followed by deep valleys. Um, you're only digging yourself deeper into a hole because you're momentarily making yourself happy. Um, you should, you know do like a little dopamine detox essentially and um focus on like creating businesses and stuff like that creating good relationships with people that um you know are fulfilling and bring true happiness so i mean there was also a quote by one um by buddhists their definition is um the end of suffering is enlightenment so you know the moment you stop all the suffering and in this momentary happiness is, you know, the moment you're enlightened because eventually in the long term, you're going to be suffering by chasing this momentary happiness. And I'm not necessarily the one that, um, 
you know, uh, found out about like this whole paradigm. I, I don't know like how to say it, but like, I'm not the one who found out about it, but like, mm-hmm. it's definitely made me rethink a lot of my decisions. And it's like that junk, this, that, like, it, am I going for moments of happiness or am I going to you know, think the long, long, long-term fulfilling happiness? Yeah. All right. So the next question is, I remember saying you used to like, kind of, uh, like you, like agency work, like uh, SMM, do you still like, did you ever pursue that? Like, I know you made the cards and stuff like that. Did yeah. you ever go through with that or no? Um, I did, but nah, I, I always called people and they're like, yeah, call me back next week and this, but nah, I never signed a client. And uh, Got it. yeah, I mean, I tried though for a couple months for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on like, uh, kind of a Shopify question, but what are your thoughts on like the layout of a store? Do you like general stores, one product, niche, store, niche stores? And like, uh, do you ever like elevate and do two different types of stores? Um, personally, I like general, especially when testing, because mm-hmm. rather than a one product store where you have to get a new domain, new logo, and new, new branding, essentially, yeah. um, you know, every time you want to test a new product with a one pro- just, or with a general store, um, as long as, you know, you make it look clean and stuff like that, you make it look like a legit retailer, um, you're free to test any product you want. You can literally test it the very next day. You know, especially as a beginner, when you don't really know how to do a lot of graphic design and, you know, necessarily, uh, can afford buying new domains, you know, doing all this work every single day. Uh, I think it's way more effective doing a general store, but after again, you find a winner, to, to each is their like own, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would after, go for a niche store. I'd go for a niche, niche store? store just because, um. Uh, you can, you can up, yeah, exactly. Upsells people visit your website and stuff. I don't think one product stores, I mean, I guess they're built to convert, maybe have a higher conversion rate. Once again, maybe has a higher conversion rate. Um, but it's not built to maximize profits, um, or like repeating customers at least. What, who, and what made you pursue entrepreneurship? It's a good question, bro. Myself, Ty Lopez, um, basically just following people on Instagram. Alan Maman was a big inspiration to me. Like shout out Alan Maman. Um, you can search him on at M A M A N on Instagram. It was just him, just like random people on Instagram, bro. Shaheen Safai was a great inspiration to me. Um, he's in LA. He has his own gym, Shaheen Safai. There's tons of people, bro. The weekend, I, obviously, I owe it, it to him, bro. Cali is the mission, you know. The weekend. Um, once again, Ty Lopez, Jake Paul, even FusiTube a little bit back in my days. Don't roast me, but there's so many different people. You can just see who I'm following on Instagram, and it's like if they look like a goat, then I probably looked up to them, um, or maybe not look like it. a goat. But like, there's just there, there's definitely like a lot of people, and it was a lot of like Instagram things, uh, mm-hmm. just like looking at the photos necessarily of like you know, what's possible. That's the life, stuff. Yeah, that's the life I want to live one day, and like maybe behind this whole Instagram facade, they're not living that life, but. With a but lot of this still. lifestyle comes like it's gonna get me to that level. It's like so what if like they're not living that life behind this, but like it's gonna get me to that level where it's like, damn, bro, they're freaking ripped. They're eating good, healthy foods. Um, you know, it's like rather than just me being a bum, it's motivating me to better myself, create businesses, and like grind essentially, become a better version of myself, higher value. You know, so that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing we can do as a person: increase your value, increase your skill set, increase the things you Definitely have to offer. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think the importance of connections are and how they come into play and stuff like that? Like building I think, connections. I think, I think connections are important, but you don't want to be caught up in creating too many connections with just in anyone just because just like life, if you go by mm-hmm. mass, by the masses, it's not necessarily true. So I, I, um, 
I mean, yeah, networking is good, but I never go out to like networking events. And I, I'm not like a networking professional, right? So I'm only, I'm still down to learn by like a someone who has more connections than me on how to do this. I'm not a god at this, but like I've met a decent amount of cool people in LA, and it's just like I usually meet them by friends of friends. And when I have a place in the hills, I can host events, parties, I can host people. Um, and I have like I, I think just like having a place you know, like having your own, that, that was like a motivation for me, I guess. I mean, I was, I was so young. I was 17 when I first moved out, but it's having your own place where you can host people. And, um, you know, I've hosted parties and I met so many different people there. And, um, you know, if people like I have friends of friends, I met Splashman, for example, through, um, Fez. So he, Splashman stayed at the house for like a week or something. And Splashman is like a great guy that like, um, you know, yeah, I really watched so. He got some good, good knowledge in them. Very. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll jump into the next one. What was your absolute rock bottom point, and why did you keep pursuing uh, the journey to the hills? And uh, like after you had all odds against you and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, to me, my rock bottom point. I looked at it as like, is this really the rock bottom? Like at the end of the day, I had a roof over my head. Um, I had a family that was giving me food, protection, anything that I needed. So that's why I knew everything was like a video game to me. I didn't really like, this is the time I, you know, quote unquote, need to go broke. Um, and this is the time I need to get drop shipping to work. So I, I never really had a, bro- a, a rock bottom. Maybe it's like, if I owed Facebook like $50, my bank account was like negative $50. My friend Hagen lended me like 300 and that was literally really when we took um, the business to the next level. Maybe it got kind of like, damn, I feel like everything's against me when like Facebook ads was banning me. I couldn't use Stripe. I couldn't find a payment processor. My parents hated this business. Um, no one really supported it. But then again, I just I looked at it from a different perspective of like, dude, this is a freaking hustle, bro. Everything's against me. Like, I can't wait for literally a time like this. I think it's like July 15th. Um, 2020 where i'm on an interview with sean and i cannot tell you the story so i never looked at it in a bad way i was like i'm digging myself in such a deep hole my gpa is so shit right now 0.8 just so that moment that i come on top i can tell this story so it it got me hyped i don't i didn't want to do it like as a self-fulfilling prophecy of you know digging myself deeper in a hole of shitty gpa and a position where i didn't couldn't run my business or do anything like that but i i knew like it, it was up to me basically like you're you're you know you're the master of your own fate um and i believe you're the master of your own fate so it's like it's up to me to become successful and i know it's not like when i become or if i become successful but when and i know i was going to become successful so i basically just wanted to say like i went through that so nothing was a rock bottom bro i think it's all perspective and i don't know my brain's just wired in a way yeah my brain's just wired in a way where it's like i don't know i don't really like stress over shit like that that's such a good mindset. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, the next one. What was your first product that you ever drop shipped? Like Supreme, or not necessarily Supreme, but like Hypebeast iPhone cases in general. I had a Supreme influencer page called Supreme Dropshop that sadly got disabled at like, sorry, sorry, like 70K followers, but I was basically just promoting it on there. Um, oh, shit. No, actually, the first one I got a sale on was a fidget spinner fidget spinner store it was called fidget fun f-i-d-g-i-t-f-u-n.com um and i remember i was flying my drone and i i got a notification on my phone it was like fidget fun has a new order totaling for like 9.99 and uh yeah it was freaking dope 
Yeah, I mean, the first sale is definitely a eye-opening experience for sure. Yeah, it was so hectic though, because I was like flying my drone and like, and then my friend's parent like pulled up and was like saying what's up. So it was like, I didn't like freak out too much. I was like, no, that's dope. I just got a sale. So out of, uh, I guess the first original members in that, I guess I'm saying members in that uh, first Hollywood Hills house was yeah. you, Fez, Scott, and Sebas, right? Uh, no, Who's no. Idea? I was already, Who I was already it? living in the hills before that. Oh no no yeah, but the one with uh with Fez. In oh there. yeah yeah yeah. Fez. Yeah, whose idea was it for the house? Uh, I think mine because um. Yours. Yeah, mine because uh, what's it called? I was looking for a new house. My lease just ended, and the current house I was in the hills. I didn't really like want to renew that house. I got bored of it, so I was telling Fez. I was like, "Yo, bro, I think we should get a house." For like how I, he was telling me he wanted to move to LA like in a couple months, and I was like, "Yeah, right. Like I need a." get another house or something i'm like looking with some friends right now i was already gonna get one and he's like yeah bro like honestly like i can get sebos in on this and then i knew like scott like somehow got thrown in the mix i think i might have told him or something or he was visiting in la visiting me or just coming to, visiting to la and uh we hung out and i i think we came onto the proposition or we came to the conclusion of like yeah i think us four should get a house so yeah i mean fez is a super cool guy yeah yeah, everyone in that house was dope. But uh, yeah, I guess crazy. now you renewed the lease with some other people I've seen on Instagram. I know one yeah. of them. Bonnie the boys, uh, yeah, yeah, the boys did right, it. Yeah, they, I mean, they liked LA, but um, I don't know. They, it, I guess, they didn't like the house for some reason. But they, I think, some of them are coming back to LA. I know Scott wants to come back. Fez and Sabas are coming back, so we'll definitely reunite. Definitely. Uh, after you started making money, was there any reason why your parents didn't want you to pursue it? Or was it just that whole thing of just school, safety, 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 school? Uh, safety, school. I feel like it's a little bit of like, dang, he's making 5K a day. Like it, it was more about like, they don't want to say it, but I think it's like more of the extravagant lifestyle. It's kind of how people, I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying I'm in the 1%, but I'm saying how, you know, the like don't hate me for saying this but like the middle class or upper middle class mm -hmm. and like lower um how they have some sort of subconscious resentment to the upper class which is my goal i'm not necessarily saying i'm there i'm there or like i'm not there or anything i'm staying neutral on that but it's kind of the resentment of like you have goals i mean it's like shutting down anyone's big goals it's like when you tell your parents mm -hmm. i want to become a famous hollywood actor when you're younger but they don't think it's possible, you know? So There's one um, quote. it was kind of like, like that. They, they thought I was wasting my time or something, I guess. So it, once again, one it's, also not my, it's also not my place to judge. I just, I didn't care. I just wanted to get the grind. So what's up with the quote? He just wanted to do you. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was one quote. It was like, if you want to, if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small minded person. And I feel like that's definitely really true, especially in today's society with uh, everyone just kind of exactly. bunch of sheep. You know? The biggest thing you can do, though, is just, like, I never cared about it. Like, like th it was so irrelevant. Think about this. It, it, it was so irrelevant other than them shutting down my business. I could still run it under my friend. Everyone else's opinion about this, which tons of people had a lot of different opinions on me on this grind. Um, and the thing is, they're irrelevant or their opinion was totally irrelevant to what I was doing. So I didn't care. They never got the satisfaction of getting a reaction out of me because I was on my grind. I, I, I don't know. I just genuinely didn't care. I was like, because to me, it was more of like, 
not scarcity, but it was an urgency thing. I, I, I was about to graduate high school in like a year or two. I needed to make this work. So it's like for me to give, like, you know, care about someone's opinion, I would just be a fool, you know? So I just wanted to focus on my grind and just get out of, you know, um, or get to LA um, while I can ASAP before I would quote unquote have to go to college. So, yeah. I mean, I drive up to LA. I'm pretty close. I'm about 60 miles out. 50 Where are miles you? Out of it. I'm uh, Inland Empire, like Oh, Orange right. County area. Oh yeah, I know yeah. Orange County. What's your social security number? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you ever see yourself moving out of LA? Nah. I mean, I see, myself, like, I see LA. myself like out of being in LA, like or at, uh, being out of LA, maybe for like a month or two, maybe even yeah, three like, six LA's months. Home, but like uh-huh. LA is, yeah, it's, LA is the anchor. Like LA is my city. Like when I come back yeah. and I'm 40 years old, like it's it's gonna be known. LA is my city. So, got it. So I remember uh, mentioning that your dad is a professor. How did it go down when uh, you kind of dropped out? Man, I don't know. They're like, your their focus. It, it was like you're gonna be seen as like the high school dropout. I'm gonna you're gonna be like my son's gonna be a high school dropout. I guess. Um, I don't know, dude. They, they were just like, you don't know what hole you're digging yourself into. I mean, they used to tell me all the time. It's like, you're, you're going to be going nowhere if like, this is the path that you're choosing. So, but yeah, they thought I was crazy, I guess. They're like, you don't know how damaging this is to your future. Um, was it more sudden or did you like, he knows coming? No, I mean, it was like slowly as I started getting more and more into e-commerce, they, uh, they were like, you know, you gotta, I don't know. Like, what did the teachers think of you? The teachers? They, they were curious all... as to why I was so fucking shit in school, dude. <laughs> they were like, GPA. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, there's always some dumbasses in school. They thought I was just one of those dumbasses. And I'm not, claiming that I wasn't a, I was, I'm not claiming that I wasn't one of those dumbasses or I was, but like th- their opinion of me was like, oh no, they're, he's chill. Like I'd always like make jokes and they knew I was kind of like trying to get on their nerves a little bit with like some of the things I would do. Cause I was kind of crazy in class with my friends, but um, like, dude, I don't even know. I was focused on my grind, bro. They were just like, don't bother. Like I had a math teacher, Mr. Menente. And he's like, just go to the back of the room and you can go on your phone and you can Photoshop your product page images, but like, don't bother anyone else. Got it. So, I mean, when did your GPA start to decline? Like as soon as you got into e-commerce? Did you like stop putting effort into school and just like hundred percent effort into e-commerce? Was that say it one more time? So like, when did your like GPA start to like just downfall? Was it like a certain point where you started getting into e-commerce? Oh yeah. Or, um. Yeah. Dang, I would. Shit, fuck, my bad. Um, give me one second. I'm checking the Robin Hood, bro. See how the gains looking. Ooh, up four percent today. But um, essentially, like. I don't, this is also the reason I, like, I wasn't putting my full effort into schools because, uh, freshman year I was like in middle school, sorry, there's like cops or something like nearby. Okay. Um, in middle school, my grades were like decent, but they started to get shitty around eighth grade, especially, you know, I was like C's and B's, but I was like, yo, in high school, I got to get my fucking shit together. I'm only getting A's and I'm only getting B's, you know? So uh, freshman year came around. I think first I was on a trimester system in my school. I think I had like a 3.6 GPA or something. So I had like some B's. I had like two A's, three B's and like two C's or something like that. Um, 
and um, that did it. And it, like slowly every single trimester, I kept the same amount of effort and everything. Like just my declined. GPA just slowly declined. Like no matter what I tried, and it got to the point it was sophomore or uh, junior year that I would literally sit down with my dad for three hours, like every single night, just doing homework and like making sure I understood it. But like, I, I just like, I just didn't get it, bro. Like I've sat there for three hours, like so many, like my dad can even vouch for this. Like we spent so many hours every single night, like focusing on homework and getting it done. And then like, I would go to the test and I would get like 17%. Like it just, it wasn't working for me. I don't know what dude, it was, chemistry. dude. Off topic, the chemistry, God. Jesus. Yeah, bro. Honestly, I feel like I probably took chemistry in like 11th grade, dude. I took like what you took in second grade in like 12th or 11th grade. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, it I just wasn't Freshman working was out. Good for me, though. Yeah, it wasn't working out. My grades only got worse and my effort stayed the same. Until around, uh, uh, until around like sophomore, especially junior year, I really stopped giving up. Dude, I'm going to be honest. I think my effort declined after middle school and my grades just went up. I don't know how that works out. I'm just thinking, uh, you know, that Apple Watch genius, but I don't know. Yeah. No probably. idea. But uh, let's find the next question. What's your next major goal that you're working towards? Interesting. I want to get my own house in the hills and just put my employees in it. Like buy one or rent one? Rent. Because I know. Rent. Yeah. I mean, I like renting because you can just change it up. Yeah, and – I want to be putting my money in my businesses, right? I currently think there's a higher ROI there. Um, so, yeah. I mean, a lot of the rich, I'm not necessarily saying, like, once again, I'm rich, but it's like they, they a lot of them rent. They put their money in their businesses. I want to keep a lot mm-hmm. of liquid cash to invest in other places. So, I mean, one day I'll definitely buy a house when I'm a little older. How, uh, after turning 18, how long did you get a credit card after? Like, did you, how long um, did it take you just to get a credit card and start building your credit and stuff? I think I got it like two, three months after. Got it. Yeah. Why do you think most people fail in e-commerce or just entrepreneurship in general? Entrepreneurship like the in general. Reason. I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, it's like time. Time will tell who's going to persist. If you're, if you, if you try drop shipping on a timeline of like a hundred years, like you're bound to be successful, right? Versus maybe two days, two days, yeah. you're probably not going to be successful. You're probably not going to make it that even a thousand dollars at the end of the day. All it is is time. And with time com- comes, you need to persist. You need to, you need to stay consistent and you need to persist. So I think it comes down to people not being, not persisting with it. And, um, yeah, essentially that's what it is. And, with drop shipping in general, they're probably they're selling shit that like too many people are selling, and um, that that's been sold like a couple months ago. That like that is already there's already been people that have spent so much. I like to sell a lot of new products that are on the come up and that are like untapped essentially, um, with little competition. So I don't really sell products that I see like ooh, there's ten yeah. people selling this and they all have like a million views. Let me try to sell this. They're dominating the market. They're spending collectively $100,000 a day on marketing. How are you going to beat them with $50 a day when you're testing? You know, it's just not going to work. What are your opinions on uh, partnering up with friends on businesses and stuff like that on stores? Yeah, so I have a YouTube video about this. Um, personally, not a fan uh, because, you know, I, I mean, if you're watching this, you're probably on the younger side of things. Like when I was 16, 17, uh, 17, I stopped doing partner businesses because, you're young and naive and 
let's just say even a thousand dollars. Like I remember me and my friend were fighting over a thousand dollars. Me and the kid from Grand Rapids, Isaiah, like it's like, it's very hard. We're unexperienced with business. We see a big check or, I mean, I guess a thousand dollars is big uh, to us at the time. Oh, yeah, like, you I mean, see like, a big check for a thousand dollars. We're unexperienced. We're naive. We don't really know how business works. It's just, it's bound to go downhill. Focus on business yourself and learn skills. Um, you know, once you're doing everything yourself, uh, which in the long term, it's not the smartest thing to do. You know, you want to outsource, you want to give it to people, mm-hmm. delegate tasks to people who are better than it, than you are, um, or at it than you are. But, um, in, you know, the short term, when you're first starting businesses, you want to just do everything yourself, make your own videos, make your own product pages, run your own ads, because that way you're going to build up your skill set. right now. I know how to edit videos. I've been doing it actually probably for like eight years, nine years, because I've been like skateboarding and making short edits, but like, I know how to run Facebook ads. I took a new business to zero to a hundred thousand dollars a month in two months. And it's, um, only because I know Facebook ads and I also know how to create now sales funnels. I know how to create, um, email mark, basic email marketing campaigns, digital, um, digital or uh, graphic design. I have all these different skill sets and that's all because I did this shit by myself. And now I can like, you know, for ads and stuff, I get the gist of it. I want to give it now to someone who's better than me, get an ad agency. So especially when you're young, build up your skill set. Don't be scared to do everything yourself. Got it. So I guess now we're just going to go into like fast paced type of questions. So I'm going to ask you one, then you can ask me one if you have one. And then, yeah, yeah, I think that should just end it off. We've got probably another 15, 20 minutes of it. So yeah. Yeah, let me know. All right. So I'll start it off. Who, I already asked that one. (laughs) What do you think the future of e-commerce is going to go? And how do you see that? The future of e-commerce, I think e-commerce is actually a big scam and a big facade. If you're a kid listening to this, I'd recommend <laughs> you enroll in your local community college and keep your dreams small because no, – I'll fuck with you. Um, man, e-commerce, I'm not one of those big people that are like, e-commerce is going to be fucking huge. And I mean I'm sure it is, but I'm not, here, I'm, not, I'm not here to pitch you guys on how to start drop shipping. If anything, I'm trying to get more in the personal brand type of things, and I'm, not tr- I'm trying to lay off my drop shipping as of now. And I'm trying to scale everything down and move my income to somewhere else. But I think it's going to grow. I mean, obviously, e-commerce is growing. And in times like, you know, coronavirus and shit, people aren't going out. Sales have only increased. And it's easier. Things are becoming faster, easier. It only makes sense. I think everything's growing. Just look at the numbers. Amazon, everything's shutting down. It's just kind of weird. A lot of people are like, I just order shit off of Amazon nowadays. I don't really, like, go into, like, Target. I mean, yeah, people still go. But, like... I wouldn't order like if you think, think about this, if you needed like a charger or something like that, like there is actually a high chance that you just ordered off of Amazon versus even five years ago when like everything you pretty much got in person. Nowadays, you can just order it off of Amazon or you can just order it off of TrendyGadgets.co that's selling it for yeah. fucking $19.99, only three left in stock. But yeah. you get the idea. 22 hours left till the sale ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you got a guilty pleasure, like anything you like doing that's like not necessarily good for you, like, I don't know, chocolate or some shit like that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Mia cut – no, I'm swaying. Um, <laughs> chocolate, guilty pleasure. I mean, I don't know. Bro, anything. Yes, yes, bro. Caffeine, bro. Caffeine. caffeine? I mean, bangs. the bangs. Holy. I know I advocate for them, but bangs, caffeine, caffeine, caffeine in general, bro, is a bad habit. I can go on why it's so bad for you. But it's like fucking. Why you crap. love it so much? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're also young. We can recover our bodies fast from this. But 
especially as you get older. I mean, even now, essentially what it's doing is it's blocking the things in your brain that's telling you, yo, get rest. You're tired. You're fatigued all this. You're basically just yeah. flooding it with dopamine. You're flooding it with happiness. You're flooding it with like, yo, you're fully awake. You have energy. Like I drank caffeine earlier today and maybe that's why I'm so hyper right now. But like, and then the, the scary thing is once you get off that caffeine, all those, I think it's not serotonin or something like that, that like, um, that makes you tired is like you crash. Like if I didn't, yeah. drink, if I didn't drink that caffeine today, bro, I would be in an overall slump. I would have brain fog and I wouldn't be in the best state to like get this interview done, bro. I'd be, I'd definitely take a nap midday, which scares me because it's like, it's like you can't live life normally. I now need it. I once took it, uh, to get better but now I'm taking it to stay normal. I mean, actually I'm kind of exaggerating it cause I'm not fully addicted to it. I probably have it like um, two to three times a week. So I'm letting my body recover. But like, if you get in a negative, uh, if you get in like a, uh, a habit of drinking Bad every habit. single day, yeah, yeah, Stop. there's gonna be withdrawals yeah. and it's like, it fucks you up. Like I never drink caffeine. Like, I mean, I do sometimes, but like when I went to the airport, what was it? A couple days ago, I had to wake up at like one o'clock in the morning to go to take off to the flight. So I cracked the bang open i was tweaking on the flight like i mean i never drink it so it's like dude i was yeah. tweaking cotton candy yeah. bang yeah, yeah i was dude it was yeah, all right bro. so do you got a question for me yeah you want me to ask honest, though, i get good ideas when i'm off the bang but do i have questions for you um yeah. is this your first podcast am i the first no one? i got a couple no i got okay. two I before you what but I mean, the, you're probably the, the biggest one, definitely for sure. What was the inspiration of Journey in the Hills? The inspiration I mean, obviously, for what? obviously, I kind of know Journey to the Hills. Oh, like the name? Yeah. The name of the podcast? Yeah, Honestly, I'd say probably you. Not even gonna lie, like definitely the whole story of that. I took like I watched the podcast and I was like, "This yeah. is the journey." And I just thought about it. And I was like, "The Hills doesn't just have to be Hollywood Hills. It's just the." that prestige of where you want to go to, if that makes sense. Exactly, bro. It's like, it's like when you say the hills, like people know it's like the hill. Yeah. Um, but we're also, where, where can people find this podcast? Like, is it going to be on YouTube, Spotify? Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. everywhere? I mean, uh, I mean, there's not going to be a video for uh, yeah, on YouTube, but it's just going to be an audio on YouTube. We definitely, definitely in the future need to make another one. Uh, hopefully in person, maybe. Oh, for sure. I yeah. Know, I mean, you're so goes. close here in, uh, yeah, I mean, By about an hour drive, morning. especially now. Irvine? Like East, yeah, about Irvine, yeah, Irvine area. Okay. By UCI I mean, or where at? A little before UCI. Okay, you know that wholesome choice by UCI or not? Yeah, yeah, got a, yeah. Yeah, we'd always <laughs> yeah. go there, bro. Every time I was going to LA with my parents, we'd always go to that wholesome choice, and I still go there to this day. Yeah, time. I mean, it used to be like an hour and a half with LA traffic together. Now it's like under an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Especially um, now, he's shut. Shit, any other questions? You're what, like 16? Yeah, around there, yeah. Not legal, around though. There. That's for sure. <laughs> how, how long have you Not been in the there. game? Uh, probably, okay, so since over a year now, since like last April. Okay, I fuck with it, bro. Yeah, keep going. Just, uh, if someone gave you a good hundred million, mm -hmm. what's up? I got a couple more. If someone gave you a hundred million dollars, would that lower your ambition level? For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah. I, it's it like it shouldn't be my goal, my goal i mean i like to think my goal isn't so like money based my goal is mm -hmm. more like i want to like i like you called your podcast journey to the hills so it's like if mm -hmm. i gave the hills like such a meaning to someone like you it's like 
it's like that's like my goal it's my dream it's like to for, for to inspire the kids really i know it sounds cheesy but now i'm like I, I want i want i want to inspire kids to have such a high drive that like i had when i was in high school it's like i'm gonna make it out to the hills i'm, I'm gonna you know um make you know a lot of money while i'm young even when i'm you know when i'm older too and stuff like this like have such a high ambition and drive and like to motivate kids and to feel like they maybe like found themselves or something like this is like what they want to do like a burning passion and it's just like it's to inspire the kids so like if and, and then if i was to just be given a hundred million dollars what's going to be so motivating about that it's like yeah guys i have all this money but like like just work hard like, you know what i mean like i'm creating my story yeah. right now just so i can inspire the youth and obviously i'm on my own grind and like inspiring the youth comes along with that so um uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. So do you see yourself ever being content or no? Like, do you th always think you're going to have a strive for something else? Um, it's a good question. I think, I don't know. I don't know if the word would be content, but like, I'd definitely be like, I'd be like, okay, I'm like definitely like doing what I need to be doing right now. Like, that's what it is. It. Not content, but it's like, I'm content with, I'm like on my mission. I'm doing what I, what I need to be doing. Like when I'm like 40, 50 years old, even like younger and, um, I'm inspiring. I'm helping out the youth in bettering themselves into, you know, creating their own businesses and just like, you know, doing what they basically want to do and like dreaming big. And it's like, yeah, I feel good because like, even if I have like 10,000, a hundred thousand kids, a million kids, like waking up every day, like grinding before they go to school on their own business or like whatever. Um, like I'm on a mission. I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing good. Yeah. So I saw weird question, but I remember seeing something on Instagram. It was a tattoo on your finger. Did you get a tattoo? Nah, bro. It was a henna. It was a henna. Yeah. Are you mentoring anyone? Do you offer like mentorship programs and stuff like that? <laughs> By the way, I just got a henna because there was something in Venice Beach, but um, what's it called? And my friend just dared me to get one. Yeah, so, it was a weekend tattoo. Uh, am I mentoring anyone? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to say I'm mentoring like yeah. Michael Mason. He's a guy. He's he's done great for himself. He's like multiple six figures in revenue. But if I say that I was the reason he had all the success, I'd be lying. Maybe initially I gave him a product and I basically told him what to do and he made like 80k with the first product I gave him in like 54 days that really helped him out but like now when he's had even bigger success like he's done 300k in 30 days he did 20k days straight for a week um like literally think about that 140k he's done in a week he made $140,000 in a week so crazy. like that's also up to him because he impresses me on how much he learns himself he put I it still in. advise yeah. him and we, we still talk but it's like it's like a mutual friendship now we're at similar levels, you know? Mm -hmm. So he teaches me a lot. I teach him some stuff. And yeah, that, other than that, I don't directly mentor anyone right now. How's the, uh, how did the girls change when you moved to LA? Um, I'll tell you this. Big? I'll, I'll tell you Big this. difference? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. And this is what a lot of people have that's, uh, that's wrong. People think that when you, if you, if you aren't making any money and you're not getting any girls, which... I still got some girls and stuff in high school, but I was really focused on my business. I didn't like, I, I, I basically threw away a lot of opportunities cause I didn't even mind. But like people think if you're not getting girls, the key, the answer is getting money. But I know plenty of people um, that, and when I say girls, I, you can like get a girlfriend too or something. And it's like relationships are such a big part of life. 
it's very important but making a lot of money is not gonna get you any like it's not gonna get you girls it's just a skill because at the end of the day it's like who you are as a person and i don't think the girls are necessarily gonna start flocking to someone as soon as they get money it's like who you are as a person you genuinely just need to be a good person give people a good time and not expect anything if you have money like you have resources i guess girls are hypergamous but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day if you there's certain things that if you're not getting girls there's certain reasons like why and if if you get money it's not going to hide those reasons why so um yeah and you just also want to be careful of like who you're attracting at the end of the day it's like you you if you started making a lot of money like you did it because most for most of the time people better themselves and if people are attracted to you just because you have money what's the point of betting yourself if you're hanging out with these superficial people so um yeah, yeah. that's basically it what's your biggest pet peeve my biggest pet peeve it's a good question um dude i don't know bro uh my biggest pet peeve sometimes like shit i don't really have a pet peeve bro i'm just hyped on everything bro i'm i'm grateful <laughs> i take i i i see everything for what it is almost and like if i have a pet peeve i just don't Hello? do i don't put myself in did it cut out now. again i don't oh know i don't God. think i have a pet peeve i'm pretty chill with um you know, all right so i guess this is an intermission life. guys because i know you can still like, hear me and his think, yo, can recording is gonna be off but um yeah this is definitely the podcast um yo, it's bro. not done yet but i mean internet's mad bugging so it might cut out short yo, don't yo, know can you hear me okay, okay are you back yeah yeah, yeah. okay i don't know we gotta... yeah my bad yeah. um sometimes like i'll have like a pet peeve just in very momentarily but like as i'm doing this podcast and i'm in turkey in istanbul um was just in london a couple days ago it's like and i'm now it's like what almost 1 a.m and i'm just sitting here and i'm on this podcast and we're both young entrepreneurs and like life's up to me dude that's the thing i'm not i don't i don't need to live by anything's or by anyone's opinions i'm not boxed in by anything i woke up to reality reality is we're the master of our own fate right now i can make a million dollars a day it's just up to me it's not there's nothing that's stopping me so it's like I don't have any pet peeves, dude. There's so many freaking opportunities. There's so many good things to do in life. Like, I don't have any pet peeves, bro. This fucking life's, life's amazing. You know, essentially, like, life's amazing. Life's dope, dude. Like, what the fuck? I'm like yeah. in Istanbul at 1 a.m. I was just in LA, like, at the house in the hills, and I'm only 18. My birthday's next week. About to do a whole bunch of crazy shit. I don't have any pet peeves, bro. Life's been amazing. So, but also, Definitely. all right. By the way, wait, wait, real quick before I go, all right, um, well, the power of now. A lot of this is like, I can get an amazing feeling right now, right? I'm being flooded with dopamine. I probably had a little bit of caffeine earlier today, so I'm kind of hyped. Um, I mean, naturally, I'm just hyped when I talk about my passions and like my love for business and life. But you want to also be careful when you become super hyped like this. Like right now, I should be careful because what now? What I'm doing right now is I'm satisfying my ego. It's like mm-hmm. we're on this podcast. I mean, not necessarily my ego, but just like extremely high levels of happiness be careful because it's the same thing that puts you in these levels that puts you in extreme lows. So you want to just be like in times like this, like I got to relax a bit, you know, life's doing good, but like I need to double down and don't get too hyped. Don't ever get too hyped. when you start making a lot of money? And even if you continue making lots of money, don't ever get too hyped on anything, especially that's um, very like momentary. Like um, you're listening to good music and um, you're listening to good music you're driving in a Lambo down Sunset Boulevard, 
and it's sunset mm-hmm. tops down. You don't want to get too, too hyped um, because it's the same thing that's, you know, you're satisfying your ego in a sense. So that moment that that ego is damaged um, for whatever reason, uh, it could be very big low. And thankfully, I don't really go through too many peaks and valleys, but um, it's just for other people and stuff. I read in The Power of Now, it's a great uh, – you know, I mean, thing. that's just a great way to end the podcast. Before yeah. I stop the recording, uh, don't like click off the podcast because we still gotta save the recording. But anyways, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was you, amazing. Hopefully, in the future, we can definitely record one in person. Record I'm a video so for I'm it. So down. Let's do it. Let's do a follow definitely. up video at my house. We have to. I'm so down. We'll definitely okay. uh, in the near future. Maybe the end of by the end of this year for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely come out to LA and we'll we'll definitely record one. Of course. I mean, yeah. And by the way, before the podcast ends, I just want to say, me and you, bro, we're still learning, right? So maybe in like a month, five years, we look back on this podcast and like, damn, I should have tried in high school or I should have done something like this. Just don't stress right now. Like we're still learning. So we probably said some shit that I said definitely. this in Scott's podcast. We probably said some stuff that's that's probably that we might disagree yeah. with heavily. Um, but you know, as long as they're still take learning, bro, as long as we're still on salt. our grind on our journey, you know, we're chilling. So take everything with a grain of salt. His recording disconnected again. Oh my God. Out, okay. A little bit. Yeah. It keeps cutting out. Let's end it. But any last advice, any like last piece of advice for anyone pursuing entrepreneurship and then we'll end it off. Yeah, man. Life's a video game. Have fun with it. Don't stress. Think big and, uh, just be on your grind. Fall in love with the grind. I love the word falling in love with the grind. So just get that inner burning passion, listen to good music that motivates you and um, don't necessarily just listen to the people that are closest to you. So definitely seek out, well, yeah. seek out, seek out higher quality people that are hard for you to come by. It should be a challenge meeting the people you want to hang around with. So definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening to journey to the Hills. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Wait, one last thing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. peace out guys peace thanks for tuning in to today's episode of journey to the hills new episodes weekly see you next time